You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. Tonight we discuss Boz Lerman's William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. February's all about the love. Thank you, Nicole, for your request. You no trouble. Me, Fifth You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Ah, yes! I was wondering what would break first. Your spirit. All your money. And you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. God is dead. The city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, yes. the mayor. Real wrath of God type stuff. Dead fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. That's hysteria. Welcome to the podcast. We're your host. I'm editor Brian Elkins with me here tonight. Cinematographer. Oh, I'm sorry. Director of photography. Even though it's the same thing. Mike Griggs. I mean, I will answer to cinematographer just because Jared's not here. doesn't mean he has to be the one to get it all the time. It's the same thing. It's his title. I, I, this is how it, it's, it is in my brain. It's muscle memory. Yeah, at this point, for sure. Come back to us, Jared. Baby, come back. Oh, next episode, he'll be back. Mm. And we also have with us costume designer Kristen Jones. Hello, hello. Hey, hey, and here we are talking Romeo plus Juliet. The plus is important. I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative of that. Man plus woman equals more humans. <laughs> Not in this case. Across. There's so much religious iconography in this. I kind of love it. But that's, I mean, they just put the cross in the... Wait, so it's supposed to be Romeo cross Juliet? Listen, Ooh. it's symbolism, Ooh. not literal. Literal. Well, you, you can't type there. out a cross with an English keyboard. So a plus is the closest thing you have. I mean, that's a great point, honestly. Can we do an upside down plus? Is that also a thing? I guess ampersands have just like, that's... That's just like so old school. <laughs> well, it's just okay. like so hard to get to on your phone. Like the same oh like with God. the degree symbol. Like that's just the no longer one button. No, it's not. I mean, now it's on the phone, but for years it wasn't. And so, like, who no, uses that anymore? Was it? Is it in the room with you yeah. right now? Like. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, have you guys seen this movie before? Uh, I'm pretty sure at least three girls that I've dated. This was their favorite movie, and somehow I've managed to never see it until now. So, oh my wow. god, that says a lot about you, I think. Um, I saw it Apparently. in uh, I saw it in theaters, and and um, I remember the first showing. I went with my cousin, 
and the first showing was sold out. So we went to the second showing, except there were no cell phones. And so we couldn't call the parents to tell them that we were going to the second showing. And so everyone was very concerned when we got home, <laughs> like three hours late. <laughs> like, oh my God, what did you do? <laughs> well, Watch the think- movie. Jeez, back. I like how this is an updated version of Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> and still, no cell phones. <laughs> no cell phones. <laughs> Should have waited about 10 years, Baz. Way to go. He was like, you know what they're probably not going to have in the future is cell phones. <laughs> These things are like not feasible. <laughs> Yeah, they, they sent a message through the, the, the FedEx, oh, sorry, post-haste service, but uh, nobody decided to try a car phone. It was 96. They had fucking car phones. They had phones then, yeah. What the hell? That was so stupid. Uh, that did make me laugh, though. I did laugh at post-haste. <laughs> the actual FedEx is called post-haste. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was a good joke. If you're going to update this, that's a good way to do it. And I, I did like the updating of like the swords and turning them into guns, but still keeping the names. Like they still had rapier and long sword. I thought that was cool. It was okay, but I hated the way that uh, they showed it. Like you know, he's like, look at my sword, and then they zoom in. And it's a sword <laughs> on the guy. Like I know, I got it, I got it. You're switching them out. Like you cool. don't have to do that. There is so much like music video like stuff in this that it was it was it was a lot. I didn't hate it. That's his style. I feel like he does that really, really well. And I know everyone says this is Shakespeare for the Romeo or for the MTV generation. Oh, I um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. But I feel like that's just a lazy way to describe it, honestly. Especially because everything that he does, like, this is his style. Everything he does is like this. It's not like he was just like, oh, I think the kids might like, you know, a couple, a couple of fast edits and zooms. You know, like, I don't know. I just, I just think it's really lazy. Uh, reviewing. Yeah, I can see that. I, but it, I mean, it it, it does <laughs> does sum up the movie well. Like the visuals, it's like it. Yeah, it is MTV <laughs> for the well, late nineties. I, <laughs> I mean, I guess I liked it though. Uh, I, there were a lot of things that I liked. Um, the, all of the imagery and all of the fast movement, and I don't know. I thought it worked really, really well. There was a fuck ton of close ups in this, like to the point where I was like. Did we spend any time like doing production design? I mean, obviously they did, but like there was just so many like like extreme close-ups. Oh, you didn't so. catch the uh, one second wide long wide shots? They were there. <laughs> they were like there for a second. You have to, you know, you they're may like, have blinked look, at that look, moment. Here's a wide shot. Oh, but what? They're all all eighteen frames of it. Cool. Yeah, there are some times where he is like literally Baz is like cutting from fucking close up to another close up that's just from a different angle. It's like, why are we doing this? This is so sloppy. Yeah, yeah, I felt that in a lot of this, especially the stuff on the beach when there was all those confrontations. Oh, and I get yeah. that he's trying to be like hyperkinetic and like you know conveying all the energy, and he does. It's very, very energetic, and the cutting is very energetic, and the crash zooms and the crash zooms, and oh wait, there were still more crash zooms. But eventually, I was just like, can I get like a cowboy shot? Like I just want to see like where these people are standing in relation to each other because it is like right here, and that's it. You don't need to know where they're standing. Yeah, who needs geography and spatial relationships? That's fine. It's a gas station. There's a car. There's another car. Who cares where they are in space and time? Everything is moving so fast, like, they don't even know where they are. So you definitely don't need to know where they are. You're, like, involved now, and and no one knows what's happening. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's so, like, over the top. It's got so much energy that, like, even the drug sequence in the movie, it doesn't feel like a drug sequence. It's like, oh, well. Wait, there was a drug sequence in the movie? uh, Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, I mean, like that's the thing. You can't. You don't feel it because it feels like was... everything else. Yeah, it does. I don't know. I did like it. Though. Okay. Okay. Legitimately, though, you're talking about when they walk into the party after they take the pills. Yeah. That was just like the rest of the fucking movie. I know. No, it the was... whole thing was a fucking drug sequence fever dream. It was like, <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, but that's. I mean, that's his style. Is it though? Because this is his first big yeah. movie. Like, ha- yeah, have, have you... all of his movies been like this? I haven't seen everything. I haven't well, seen this is Moulin only Rouge. a second film. The only Fine, movie it's a done... second film, yeah, but like, you saw Elvis, before. and you saw Moulin Rouge, and yeah, you saw but... Australia. <laughs> okay, Australia was like two does. movies in one, because the first part of it is very different than the last half of it. And that okay. felt like this sweeping epic that was way different than this. But Elvis, Elvis feels like, like all of his sensibilities refined, even though I don't necessarily agree with all of his choices as a concept... I didn't love Elvis as a movie, but it felt it felt like he took a lot of these ideas and then 25 years later has figured out how to make them actually feel good when they're cut together. Yeah, Better than this did, I should say. Yeah, I'll give you that. But this has, it has a story that's like watchable and has emotions <laughs> and I understand it. Whereas like Elvis is just like some music and some shit thrown in in between. That's true. That's true. Like, and just, a, yeah. But also yeah, this, this is just like... Enjoyable, entertaining. I can follow it. But the, Okay, yeah. But this has... This is... is I found it easy to follow because I knew the story. I did not find it easy to follow because of the way they were doing the dialogue. Like most of these actors like were delivering lines that have been around for hundreds of years and did not feel like they had any familiarity with them. Cause it was either it was... like hyper ADR. So everything was super crisp and right here, or it was like fucking mumblecore. And it was just like, I can't understand what you're saying. What's going on here? I agree. I think the dialogue was the biggest problem in this film. And I also think I was going to just say it was the dialogue and they should not have used the original script. But there you could tell who was trained, who was a trained actor, yeah. and who has a handle on Shakespeare and who does not. It was very obvious. That is that's a movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, you're talking about Claire that? Danes and John Leguizamo. Those were clearly the only people that were young that had a... An yeah. understanding of what the I fuck actually, they were saying. So the first part of the movie, I thought Claire Danes was terrible. And then it was only in the second half of the movie that I was like, oh, she can actually act. And she does know this script. The first, like, especially uh, the balcony scene when she comes out and she's doing that whole monologue. I was that like, girl. Was so awkward. What the What hell? are you doing? Yeah, oh, I didn't like that at I all. Thought, I thought the beginning of it's great. It's when she's like down by the pool and she's like, uh, she delivers the rose line, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess it's always stayed. She's like looking up at the moon, you know. And she's talking to the moon. There's no shot of the moon. The moon doesn't exist. We don't see anything. We're just staring at her. And it's it is awkward. It's like, well, you're looking off to to the right of the camera. What are you looking at? What 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 is your fixed point that you, that you're speaking this you know Romeo love confession monologue bullshit to? We don't know. And it it does look weird. It's it is kind of poorly staged. Yeah. But the beginning of that is fucking great. Like that balcony, like. I mean, that's like the thing when you go watch this play, like Romeo goes and climbs up and he's talking to her off the balcony. And this one, it's like the nurse comes out and he's like, oh, shit. And it's actually down and they, they stage the rest of it in the pool. That I do like that. I, I think that's I, kind of original. Hmm. I do like that, actually. I kind of like how they fall from the balcony into the pool. I think I saw a lot of people did not care for that. Um, and I think some people were confused on um, why the pool was inside the house, which it, it wasn't. That's definitely, um, <laughs> that definitely not inside the house. But also, but they're rich kinda... enough that they could have a pool inside the house, so fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, you're talking about a second pool? No, we didn't show you that one. Uh, but I did like how they kind of fell into the pool. I love that whole setup. I, I, to kind of your point. 
uh, earlier, yeah, they could have done a better job setting up the geography of the house and what you were looking at for these people who thought that the pool was inside. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I really liked that. I loved how they updated it, like with the swimming pool, and they just they, they just didn't. He he incorporated a lot of modern elements into it, which I did really like. I just didn't like when it was just like so, so super super obvious and. Oh, we were talking about the dialogue. Yeah, Claire Danes got better as the movie went on, I thought. Her and John Leguizamo, I thought, were just... He was great, too. Yeah, they were so perfect. He was chewing on every single fucking line that he delivered, and it felt great. But I was just like, can I I get, like, can I see your shoulders, John? Like, what's going on here? I don't need to just see eyebrows to to lips. Yes, you well, do. Like, That's all you need to see. Yeah. And the side, the sideburns. Don't <laughs> forget all that. All those curly no. sideburns that are yeah, like soul patch. Don't duct taped about to soul his patch. face. Like, That's all you need to see. That to was beautiful. <laughs> I love his teeth too. I don't know if they did anything to his teeth, but his teeth even look evil. They look kind of pointed when he's when he's talking. <sighs> Yo, John Leguizamo was a fucking star of this movie. Yeah, damn. His tibble is fucking perfect. He's really wonderful. I also really enjoyed the maid a lot, or the nurse a lot. She's great. Yeah, she's pretty good. She she's is. really, really good. I love, oh my gosh, when she leaves the house. No, she's fantastic. Um, but I didn't really notice her until the beach scene. Um, it's just how much she can convey just with her face, because it's not like a huge role. Um, yeah. But she has, she delivers everything perfectly. You can tell she has significant amounts of training. But the way her face just moves, like she becomes such a bigger character, just 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 by her facial expressions, by yeah. her frowning. It's she communicates so much with just some looks that that, which is the interesting thing about this movie to me is is that it feels like two different movies. There's the dialogue version of the movie. And then there's the visuals version of the movie. Some of the actors don't seem to realize that the words that they're saying are important and that they need to care about them. And others don't seem to realize that they're also going to be on screen while they're saying these things because they're definitely just reading it in the ADR booth after the fact. But a couple of them, and she's one of them, just fucking works every scene that she's in. Yeah. The priest was all, or the father, whoever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Pete. Pete Hoselfeit. Priest, the priest. He's fantastic, also. Uh, I, I, that guy's great in everything. Ever he's since I great saw him in, in fucking 3. everything. My yeah. God. He, he's, oh. yeah, he's super And awesome. Merc- Mercutio, we can't um, forget him. Oh, Link, Link <sighs> from... You like him? Uh, what? what? <laughs> I, I, yeah, Link from Harold the Matrix <laughs> sequels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't in the first one. <laughs> um, I'd like, like, okay, I like him. Um, I think he delivers most of the monologues that he has pretty well. Um, there are some moments, though, and I will I will say a lot of the younger actors that have uh, don't have a, a handle on the Shakespearean language, I, I, like DiCaprio has the same problem. They they just they just start screaming things. Yeah, and it's a lot of fucking yeah. yelling, and I, yeah. it's just like, yeah. why are you, why are you yelling this line? Who fucking told you? Did the director tell you to fucking yell this line? Because it just seems to me like it, it, it's so much yelling, and then it goes to quiet, and I, I don't. It's just like, come on, man. We have varying degrees of emotion. We're we're not either mad or crying sad. Like there's well, other things I, here. Te- technically, Mercutio is um, hot headed, and yeah, he does. He's supposed to flip. At those. But honestly, watching this, um, I did not get that he was the only one who had like a hot temper. They all seemed to be like highly emotionally charged individuals who were not making good decisions. Um, but, you know, just, just studying the text, Mercutio is the one who is 
stereotypically, yes, very hot-headed and does flip the switch and does just start going into a rage and all of that. And I really enjoyed how they played with his character in this. And um, he's, you know, performer and he's in drag sometimes. And he's, I don't know, I just really enjoyed it. No, I, I like it. I mean, like, but you don't always I get what have you're to... saying. He, he kind of choose. Uh, there's a couple of scenes where he could have done better. I yeah. don't know if there was a better take or not. There's just uh, no but subtlety I like to overall... his, his stuff. There was no nuance to any of his deliveries. He was just... At a 10 or a 2, and there's nothing in between. Yeah, like you can be mad and say a line without having to yell it to the stars. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's like... There's, there's so much yelling in this. Everyone is just yelling, and you can't... Like, I think that contributes to the fact that you don't understand what they're saying. Just because you're angry, yeah, it doesn't mean... just mean you need to just start yelling. And I almost wonder if this is, like, some sort of response to the language of Shakespeare that they were like, we need to convey this so, because so that people understand the urgency here like i i don't really understand the choice i don't mm. think it was every single actor in this it has to be a no it definitely choice. wasn't yeah you know to to just be like okay now you're really angry go <laughs> you know like well that was what I maybe, found so interesting about this maybe that was a choice because uh some of the actors couldn't couldn't deliver shakespeare because i think part of the thing is it's, it's it's not, you have to completely grasp the language so that you can convey to a modern audience so that they can understand what you're saying. Because, yeah, it's in English and we can all generally look at it and know what it's saying, but it's not the vernacular that we use. No, yeah, and, for sure. And so there, that, that, that's what I, I mean when I say, like, you can tell who, who's been trained and who hasn't because some of the actors can say their lines and you know exactly what they're talking about and you are yeah. on exactly yeah. the same page with them. And the other ones, you're like, wait, what did you just say? Can you repeat that a little slower? <laughs> Thou and he, I didn't quite get it. The Shakespearean tongue. <laughs> well, okay, that's why I thought with this movie was so so interesting, just as as like a a practical endeavor, because if it in some ways like Shakespearean language feels like a foreign language because it's mm-hmm. it's so flowery and it's so expressive and it's so different than the way that we speak so directly these days that it's almost like you have to read it with subtitles in order to get what they're saying, which. As a concept, I find really interesting for like an updated like MTV '90s version of it. Let's let's see the visuals. Let's let's see the the cinematic language that we're used to. That kind of vernacular of these cuts over here, and and this person is moving in that kind of way. And and you can it it, it feels like watching a French film where you can you maybe you you catch pieces of the words and you kind of understand it, but you understand the tone, you understand the tonality and and the emotions on their face. And some of those actors really, really fucking killed it. John Leguizamo, the the nurse. Uh, but some of them were just, yeah, I don't understand. Like that, that that feels to me more like the director trying to rein in people. But I don't know. Boz seems better than that. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know because I've seen a lot of his movies, and I always it's funny because I always say that like he's the director that I want to work with if I had like a dream director. Yeah, um, but it's not because. Because he's like the best it's not his it's acting be- directing. <laughs> it's not the acting yeah. that he can do. It's a, it yeah, is, yeah, yeah. It's the sets and it's the costumes and everything is so big and over the top. And that's what I love. And that's why I would love to work with him. Uh, I don't know that he is, uh, can can direct for actors. I don't know. I don't know. Mm, that's yeah. I haven't thought about it like that. That's really interesting. What do you think, Brian? Do you think he's an actor's director or do you think he's just really good at I mean, visuals? I mean, come and- on. I don't think any of us are going <laughs> to die on that hill, are we? I don't think so. Um, 
no, I mean, you know, his performance. Come on, look at Tom Hanks and fucking Elvis. Like, what, what was that? I mean, this, I don't know. Wow, that's a good point because Tom Hanks can fucking kill it if if someone is pushing him in the right direction. That's when he was just like, "What do you want me to do?" The only time I've ever felt like Baz Luhrmann hit like every checkbox pretty perfectly was Moulin Rouge. Everything else that's is. The, I agree with that. That's yeah. that movie. I think is so close to perfection i love that movie on so many different levels but i don't really think that any of his other movies come close to that like visually they do yeah but there's something missing okay but how much of of moulin rouge being so pitch perfect is because of the actors that he chose to be in that movie well, yeah, I mean, Nicole Kidman, I mean, how do you going to... Yeah, well, and you and McGregor and John yeah. Leguizamo again, like, those oh, yeah. those people know how to hit some fucking shit, and if you're casting right, that's most of the work in the first place, most directors will tell you. I don't yeah. know, I, th- I think that story, the whole theatricality, being in the theater, mm-hmm. when you go big and theatrical, it I don't know, that feels right to me. Interesting. Like, this mobster story, <laughs> retelling of Romeo and Juliet, I don't know... I don't know if if this fits, you know. I mean, I mean, obviously it does to a certain point because they made the movie, but I didn't hate it. But I will say that this, I was very confused because the Montagues, I was like versus the Capulets, and like one is that they're both supposed to be like you know business. You know, they both have towers in the city. Um, they both have security and nice houses and blah, blah, blah. They both are supposed to be like two rival families. But when you look at some of the choices that he made, it like one just looks like a goofy street gang and the yeah. other one looks like a calculated, yeah. like yeah. organized mob kind of thing. Okay, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because this is this was my, my major issue with this film was it was pitched at least in the things that I read about it as this 90s gang war thing and there was like you saw like four people on either side i didn't see any amount of like empire except for this one fucking shot that they kept reusing with the two towers on either side of a street i just i felt like like if we're gonna if we're gonna update this i needed to see more of the world of of the two families like i i didn't feel a rivalry i literally didn't like we have the one fucking party that they go to that there's a conversation where they're like, no, it's going to be rough. And then dude's like, no, it'll be fine. Where was the rest of the rivalry? Like, are we just supposed to get that from the context? Like, this is a fucking movie. You got to build a world for me. Come on. I mean, to be fair, I guess you could make that same argument from William Shakespeare's play. I mean, they cut out like a couple more scoffs between the two. But I mean, you don't see a lot between the fathers. Either Capulet or Montague. No, Brian Dennehy, did he even say any lines? Yeah, yeah, he, he's, he's got a couple. Like two lines? Yeah. <laughs> he's fucking fantastic, and I don't remember him speaking. That was It was weird. Yeah, he was, he's in the car talking to his wife, uh, and then uh, later he's talking to the, the police chief, like, hey, come on, we can't banish my kid. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, Tibble killed this guy, then this guy was going to kill this guy. I mean, like, come on, Romeo was just, he was saving you a bullet, right? You were going to put him to death anyhow. Saving you a bullet. <laughs> I mean, that, that is pretty hardcore. I mean, like, I guess this gangland's so bad. They were like, look, finally enough. You guys have been running around the streets, just blowing up gas stations. If you guys fuck up again, we're just going to murder you in the street. Okay? <laughs> what is this, Predator 2? I don't know. It is It is weird. It, it, it is weird that they have, like, this unspoken, like, uh, open gun policy. Cause it's, kind of, it's like the Wild Wild West. Well, it's L.A. in the 90s. Oh, well, okay. oh, sorry. Verona. 
Well, okay, so I, the whole time I was watching it, I thought that it was, yes, LA, but I looked it up and it's supposed to be set in Miami, but it was filmed really? in Mexico City. Stop. So, interesting. yeah, I thought that was all super interesting. With the, the beach scenes were uh, filmed in Veracruz in Mexico. Um, but yeah, it's supposed to be Miami, but also it's interesting because that it looks like vintage Venice. <laughs> Beach. Yeah, like, that, like, I, that's definitely the vibe that I got. 100%. That's what I, yeah, I that's what I thought it was Miami too. But then, well, because I actually looked it up because I was like, I wonder if that stage thing is still in California. <laughs> I was like, I want to go see I that. I almost looked it up. <laughs> I, I thought the same thing. Like, that's cool. Um, it is not. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, it was in Mexico, and then I think it got blown away by a storm while they were shooting. Her, there's a hurricane. The yeah. actual <laughs> hurricane that they started filming in. Yeah. yeah. It swept away, blew away their sweat sets. <laughs> I was pretty impressed by that that whole storm sequence. I, at first, I was like, damn, like, how did you get wind machines big enough to blow all the shit? <laughs> and then I'm like, no, this has to be a real hurricane. It's and, a real yeah, hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty great. You know how you get wind like that in a low budget? Shooting a real hurricane, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally fine. It's Shakespeare. We'll be fine. That's what sandbags are for on sets. Come on. <laughs> Put enough sand on it, nothing will blow away. So we're going to take a break. We're going to play the trailer for William Shakespeare. Well, Boz Lerman's William Shakespeare's Romeo plus Juliet equal this trailer. <laughs> oh my God. You forgot the comma. There's an Oxford oh, comma in there. God damn it. Did my heart love till now? Forswear at sight, for I never saw true beauty till this night. In fair Verona, where we lay our scene, two households, both alike in dignity. Throw your mistempered weapon to the ground! From forth the fatal loanings of these two foes, where civil blood makes civil hands unclean. A pair of star-crossed lovers take their life. Who is it that you love? Gentle Romeo, if thou dost love, pronounce faithfully. My heart's dear love is set on the fair daughter of rich Capulet. Romeo! Thou art a villain sharing someone else's story. Titan's drop! Titan's drop! My only love sprung from my only hate. Romeo is Venice. Maybe they will murder me. Let them find me here. Claire Danes in William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Good night. Good night. All right, we're back. That was the trailer for Baz Luhrmann's William Shakespeare's Romeo plus Juliet. Um, man, that trailer guy, his narration kind of killed it. Yeah, it was kind of rough, honestly. 
a little bit. A little I, bit. I really wanted him to just say, in a world where Shakespeare <laughs> still speaks, and then just let them do all the speaking. They could have let that lady, the anchor at the beginning of the show, could have just done she the wasn't, trailer. She wasn't bad, yeah. The, the tiny TV screen that needed to zoom in before it was anything was a little weird, but... Yeah, that was kind of stupid, but it's fine. You know, they use it as a bookend. I'm okay with it. I'm fine. I just if you're gonna if you're gonna do like a giant zoom on a TV, like put it put it in something, like build a set and put a fucking TV on the set and then like dolly into the TV. Like why do this weird digital zoom? I have done that and I have replaced what's on the screen, so let me tell you it's not that much work. Yeah, actually, that's not true. It was a lot of work. (laughs) I don't know. I kind of like it. You know, it's it's in black. You know, it it goes with the theater. You know, motif. You know. I didn't. Okay. Okay. Like like if you were watching this play, be a person. I didn't like how it like. I didn't like that part, but I didn't. I didn't hate the TV just by itself. Like if it had just been like a close up of the TV, which is what eventually happened, that would have been fine. That's what I'm saying. Like why why do this weird like on black digital like cut out zoom thing when so much of the movie is all these like MTV smash cut craziness like why because not like start like, crazy close on the TV and then no. like pop out and you see like eyes on her and then we're on the screen I mean like there's there's other ways that that could have felt more in keeping with the rest of the movie this one was a weird tonally different bookend it's like he had a list of special effects he wanted to do, and that was the one he didn't get to. And he was like, you know where we can put it? Right here at the beginning. Yeah. That's how we're going to start the movie, on mediocrity. <laughs> Re- really give the audience a real reason to hang on and keep keep watching. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It's fine. It's, I, I don't hate it. I've seen it before, you know. <laughs> I, I guess that's Before thing. this movie in actual time, or like you've seen other movies do it better? I want to say I've seen this done before this movie came out, um, but I can't recall a title off the top of my head, so I may be full of shit. Because usually I have a title or something I can go to, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. You're just I, making excuses. I, I was expecting Brian's movie reference, Brian, to win the day in this situation. Yeah, Wait, does Ed Wood start like that? Uh, fuck if I know. Oh. I've never seen it. Or is it Men in Black? Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Not Ed... Oh. Uh, not Men in Black, Black. too. It's the oh, second Men in Black. You know where they're watching the... the like, uh, they're watching the... The stupid video. God, I don't remember now. It's like a summary of like what really happens to Agent K. Oh, where yeah. he falls no, that's in, in love the, with this alien. The third one, isn't it? Or is that the third not, one? I, I, I don't, don't know. Yeah, the third I don't think one. that's the second. Yeah, one. because all the that's the one together. where they they go to see um fuck what's his name in his mom's attic. Yeah, David the Cross same movie. David Cross. Yeah, yeah, that's the third one. Yeah, you're right. Okay, but see, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. That's what I have in my head of like that was a more interesting way to do like a. TV show thing on an old like tube TV and they played with like look here's the practical TV that we're showing it to you on and then we have it like full screen with scan lines and they did fucking scan lines in this movie later at the end when they were coming back to the bookend I don't know it's weird that's I I don't know it's not bad I don't know yeah of all the crazy choices that are made in this movie uh, yeah don't even think about it yeah because yeah, there, there there's just so many uh, insane things that are done. Uh, like I didn't understand why are the Montague, Montague boys? They have well, I guess they don't all have. It's just one guy, right? He has pink hair. What is up with that? It was the nineties. Well, they're like they're they're like punks, right? 
I mean, I, I guess. Whatever. But they're and they're riding around in like what, like fifty hot rods cars that are like. I like that. It That's was like nice. I don't know, super yellow. Pink and yellow go together. I mean, yeah, okay. I, you're you're not wrong. And it matches their little <laughs> Hawaiian flower shirts. So yeah, they're they're just really like bright and colorful. You know, they love life. They're very expressive as yeah. a gang family yeah. mm-hmm. people. Which I appreciate, honestly. I understand yeah. the Capulets yeah. more. You know, they're going with a lot of like, uh, you know, Jesus, Virgin Mary, uh, you know, imagery in, in all their gang um, outfits. Yeah. You they're know, very Catholic, ca- Catholic, Catholic. Wow. Catholic. I, I couldn't tell if the movie <laughs> thought that that family was supposed to be like Italian or Latino. I couldn't tell yeah. what was going on. I was there. also wondering that. Like, how is John Leguizamo like. Claire Dane's cousin, like who who married into that family for him to be so dramatically different than her? Yeah, and then Paul Servero is her father. Ambiguous. Yeah. It was kind of that time, and again in the nineties, where we were just like, oh, they're not white, so no one knows what they are, and so. Oh my god! Yeah, except she's <laughs> totally a redhead. So does it get more like Caucasian? So that's she gets it from her mom. So yeah, sure, 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 sure. Paul Sorvino's her dad, so I guess John Leguizamo could be her cousin. That makes no sense. I don't think you're supposed to think about the family tree that much. <laughs> Just go with it, you know. The movie is two families. How are you not supposed <laughs> to think about the family tree? What the hell? <laughs> That's true. Right, like right after the TV, we get a bunch of like freeze frame. Like, hey, this is so and so. This is Romeo's best friend. This is uh, Romeo's cousin, three times removed. Yeah, that's true. I thought that was really stupid. I hated all of that. I did hate the fucking freeze frames. I was like, oh, that is so goddamn 90s. Yeah. Yeah. In the worst way. Some of the 90s did not age well. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like everything. It's, that's fair. Yeah. What are you going to do? I think there was a lot that was communicated just in in hairstyles and costumes, though. Like, for for as dramatically different as these two families are supposed to be, um, it's it's pretty pretty blatantly apparent from the second that you see the characters on screen. John Leguizamo was in particular quite perfect with his jacket and that like undershirt thing that had all the Catholic imagery on it. Well, Juliet's the only one who doesn't really fit into her family. I mean, she... Well, that's because she's wearing angel costumes during that part. Well, I mean, even your first introduction (laughs) to her is her like, what drowning her she's not drowning herself but like floating face down in water oh yeah yeah that yeah. shot through the through the sink or whatever that they cut back to like several times and then romeo gets one too somehow for some reason that was a very interesting choice hey you gotta dunk your head in some water to you know wash off the drugs man gosh you got all that drug sweat on your face it was oh, wait, really interesting do we think that, she yeah. was doing drugs no, Leonardo DiCaprio was doing drugs. No, I know he was doing drugs, but do we think that she was also doing drugs? Uh, no. Uh, no, I don't no, think so. No, I think it was just supposed to be like, I don't know, from the from the first imagery, like it feels like she's floating because you see her hair kind of on the side of her head and in a it seems like way. Yeah, it seems like she's just trying to escape into her own little dream world. Yeah. Which is she why, feels very otherworldly. Yeah, but like that's not like her entire family is like very polished and very mm-hmm. like mm-hmm specific and she's the only one who's just kind of like oh i'm just gonna like show up and do you know whatever i feel like um everyone in her family is like no these are the choices we have to make uh she seems much more like a montague in the sense that they seem like they Mm. are more free spirits and so i think that's sort of an interesting yeah that's really interesting yeah you know 
I think that's why part of the reason she's attracted to Romeo is because he's unlike anything she's ever seen in her world before. And even she's mm. like engaged to like Paul Rudd, who actually seems like a decent person. He does actually. <laughs> he seems really nice in this. I don't like, know. Like even when they yeah. were trying to make fun of him, I was like, there's nothing wrong with him. Yeah. Like, what are you poking fun at? Like, oh, he's a nice guy. Oh, no. He's, he's like, oh, I'm patient. Like, she's still getting ready. Why would I be in a rush? Who cares? Like, she, have you met this girl? She's cute. What, what are you doing? I mean, I bought her. So, like, I'm in agreement with her dad. She's Listen, mine. that's, that's kind of how it works. You can't hate him for that, though. That is kind of how it works. Just because Leo, like, snuck up her balcony and engaged whoa, whoa, her after whoa, whoa, whoa. making Language? out with her. Um, okay, all right. Snuck up her balcony. <laughs> he made out with yeah, her yeah, three yeah, times. Yeah, 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 I get it, I get it, and I get it. And it was like, look, we're going to get married, honey. No, oh my God, I actually loved that. Like, they're making out, and he's like, I really want to come back. And she's like, only come back if you're going to marry me. Yeah, she's I like, bitch, like, please. Wow. Put a ring on it or <laughs> get the fuck out. <laughs> Ladies, this is how it's really done. <laughs> if you like it, put a ring on it. Yes, yes. It let them know immediately. She was very straight up. I mean, obviously, that's in the original text. She's like, if you're going to profess your love, like, I need to hear it right now. But at the same time, like, this was a very fast situation. Like, they see each other from across the fish tank in their respective restrooms, apparently. Oh, I did th- kind of like that, though. That is fucking I mean, amazing. I mean, I love the intro between the two of them. Like, if you're going to fall in love at first sight, do it between fish. Like, for sure. Oh, yeah, that, that whole sequence all the way up in, into and, and including the balcony scene from them meeting to, to like, I, I guess when they get out of the pool. I love I love that favorite part of the entire film. But I actually, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, it is kind of a nice because there is that fish tank between them and the glass is kind of warped. And so you're getting like sort of um, like, the, again, it goes with the warped perceptions and mm-hmm, illusions mm-hmm. and they're not quite seeing what is going on. And I think it's kind of interesting also that, you know, their next scene together is in a swimming pool. <laughs> like there's a lot of water imagery it's a here. a lot of water imagery. Yeah. Um, I, thought, I, I, I just put that all together. I think that's an interesting choice. I kind of like how they did that. Yeah. If you're going to allude to the ways that, that we project ourselves onto another person when we're quote unquote falling in love at first sight and, and they're seeing what they want to see because there's so much between them and there's so much density in that, in that water and those, those perspectives. And it's just all this stuff in their imagination. Like even when sh- when she's like kind of falling in love with him or whatever, and she's dancing with the other dude, she's still kind of spinning around and not really able to get a good look at him. But even and then even their next. So after the, you know, they do get married, right? Um, and they look so young walking down the aisle. Oh my I love God, that. They shot. look like they're fucking fifteen in that shot. Holy Which, shit. Okay, they're both older than that, but they aren't in the original she's story, like, aren't they fourteen and sixteen? Something yep. she's I think she's, she's nineteen 17. and seventeen. He's twenty one. Yeah, so they're still yeah. pretty young. Um but then right after that, the next they look scene like is babies. Is them in bed and but again they're not really looking at each other because the yeah. sheets are like draped over their heads. Like there's still so much obscured. And I feel like the first time that you really get a they get a good sense of it is um is when Juliet is like sitting there talking about how much she loves him and what is she going to do because she's actually supposed to be married and it cuts to Romeo like in a rage as he's going to kill Tybalt and Hmm. I feel like that's the first time they get like 
a proper look at each other or was that is that right before the the betting the when they have sex i don't remember um he, he kills tibble around and there. then he okay. goes and yeah he's and with then the they priest go. and then okay he goes so it's right before her. it's right before but it's still so interesting how yes they don't actually get a good look at each other everything is so obscured everything is them just not seeing what's happening and there's, there's so much imagery around to support that. I don't know. I, I didn't exactly pick that up when I was watching it. But just looking back at that, I think that's really well done. Yeah, I think that's those are the things where Boz Lerman really shines with this material. And, and it's probably why he was able to get the green light for this film with such an interesting perspective on it. Because it's not like this is a new story or it's, it hasn't been done before. It's been done a thousand times before. And and you have to approach this stuff with something new and fresh and interesting. And I think this is this is his strongest directorial perspective influence on the movie for sure is that whole sequence. And that is a badass elevator. Like who the fuck makes oh my an God, elevator yes. cool on film, right? Oh, that's never Dude, done. Dude, they're fucking spinning around them with a circle dolly shot, and you got fucking grips pulling shit on and putting stuff back up behind them because the whole thing is moving. God, that whole sequence looks amazing. I love seeing the elevator doors cut on them and the mom's perspective. Like, the mom never sees them and everything. It's well done. Yeah, okay. So so those are the moments where I I feel the the geography and the spatial awareness that Boz clearly has. And, and like, he he executes that whole party scene really well. Like, you know where, where they are in relation to... Paul Rudd's character, you know where they are in relation to her mom and all the people that are chasing them and looking for her and all that stuff. Why does he suck when they're fucking fighting and the guns come out? Like, how is there's this more hard? people? There's more people focused. Like those scenes are are about like Romeo and Juliet. Those are characters that we're mostly focused with, and all the other characters are kind of like just background supporting characters. You know, like some of them don't okay, even so, have like yeah. actual close-ups yeah. of their own. You know, so. That's fair. It, it's so much easier to, to do that and to, and to block that. And when you get more than four or five people, he does kind of fall apart. And he he starts shooting the scenes like TV and just getting fucking close ups. And he doesn't yeah. give a fuck yeah. which which if he's breaking the one eighty or not. It just doesn't right, care. Right. Whose perspective is this close up from? Who cares? Yeah. It's a close up. Like <laughs> you see their face, right? You don't. You don't need context. You don't need overs. There's there's no like. Who are we cutting from this guy looking at that person and then that person is looking at the other person and then that's the, I mean yeah. look it's his it's his second movie and Did he do a lot of music videos? Most most directors on INBB seem to like have not most directors. Some of the big ones that feel very music video ish, like Fincher, have a shit ton of music videos on their IMDB credits. I am not he aware. Doesn't have, of he him. doesn't have any. Yeah, he doesn't? No. Like when you pull up his director stuff, he's music got nineteen titles. On there? Is that new? Uh, I mean, the last two or three years, at least. Okay. Like there are there are some directors that I'm like, how many movies have you done? Oh, you have 160 credits. No, you've done four movies. What what are all these other credits? They're short films and music videos and shit. Like, I guess it just depends on who submitted what. But well, yeah, some directors like Scorsese and Fincher, they've they've done really big stuff. Yeah. When I watched this movie, I thought that her wings, I remember the wings <laughs> in her fairy costume being massive. And Oh, interesting. They're not. <laughs> no, they're so tiny. Yeah. <laughs> they're really small. Huh. I thought like that Victoria's Secret Angels level of yes, like that's what the I, size yeah, of their body. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I thought they were huge. 
Um, but I mean, hers are little, but they're nice. Um, but I just, yeah, I remembered them being humongous and they just weren't at all. You know what else I really liked, and this is not a costume, but what else, the other one, the other thing that I really liked, the other aspect about this was all of the wide shots um, along the ocean and when he's banished in wherever, wherever the desert. Oh, when he leaves and goes down to Mexico, when which he, is also why I thought it was in fucking California, because if they're in Miami, where the hell is he supposed to go? The swamp. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. California makes sense. Anyway, um, Leonardo can sit there with his little notebook and like the background the landscape in the background and like that's just like very compelling and you're like oh i could mm. like i could like not just because he's like attractive uh but you're like sitting there and you're just like i could watch this like this is an interesting <laughs> scene here even though yeah. he's not doing anything he's not i mean he is he is but he's not doing anything yeah he's writing you know that's how you get that's how you get these monologues he's, he's thinking uh, he's acting right, he's right, doing yeah. stuff but like it's amazing how many actors cannot capture an audience without unless they're speaking and he can sit there and capture your attention by just not even looking at the camera just like just like staring off pensively um i i thought that was really great i mean it helps that he's like one of the most gorgeous dudes to ever walk this planet so it does help like, yeah <laughs> look at that point in the movie i was like so done with his brooding fucking stares i was so fucking done like that's how they introduce him is like in fucking goddamn that's sunset true. That's silhouette true. brood god that's that I, was beautiful that, i love I those it. shots so much <laughs> no I, those I, shots are amazing it's awesome but like by the, but, but we get to an hour and 20 minutes i'm like guys i'm kind of done I I need I need some other emotion. I think like, you know, let's go back to him in a police chase killing people. Yes, thank you. At least he's screaming. Yeah. Let's 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 see him like grabbing people and taking hostages and shooting at the cops when he's trying to get into the church. Let's let, let's go to that. Come on. Go make love eyes with somebody. Come on. Okay, the, let's talk about the death scene because mm, yes, please. First of all, first of all, first of all, this okay, it was very pretty to have all of the candles. However, oh, they were mixed hot. though. They were real candles, and then those like those little electric little ones. Candles. Yeah, Ooh. that would be before so the LED kinds. Like that would be so cool. hot. Not only just for the actors filming it and everyone else in that room, but also if you have a dead body, you do not want to heat it up. You want to cool <laughs> it off. Like I don't understand Fair that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, you got to yeah. heat them up. You know, like that's some good smoked eating. Some later, I don't know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> But nice I love Chianti. okay. So when so so Claire Danes wakes up and she just like watches him take the poison, and then she's like, "Wait a second!" Like after it's all done, she's like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait!" Like all she does is like move her hands, and it's just like she just like it's just like, "Oh my god!" She's I just like, like looking at him. He's so like, "Cute." Look at him taking the poison. That's my husband. What's this? What's this drink you got? Is that a Red Bull? Can I have some? <laughs> Did you leave me some? Oh, you bitch. You didn't leave me some. I guess she does think that he is like in on the plan and he knows about it. So she's not like urgent. But like if I just came out of like a coma and saw my husband who everyone hated and was trying to marry me off to somebody else, like I would not just sit there and be like, oh, cool. Cool. Thanks. Right. And like reach your hand up and touch him. Like let him know that you're fucking awake. Like what the hell? And then she shoots herself. 
in the head. And I was like, girl. A lot of splatter damage and very little actual yeah. makeup damage. Like They I looked was so like, beautiful. The <laughs> there was no like brain splattered everywhere. Yeah. Like yeah. it was such a pretty pretty scene. I was like, Mm-mm. it's cool. it's fucking white everywhere. She's like in a goddamn white it's not a casket because she's not even in a casket. She's just on, on a white throne yeah. bed. She's in like a she's in a crypt. <laughs> and it's like when she blows her brains out, it's like she's all over white. And you're like, come on, where's the red splatter? She should have bits of blood everywhere. Right? Like she shouldn't even like bits. she should be missing her head. Also, <laughs> like parts of it at least. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for when they cut to that wide shot where they see the two of them. And there's just this like tiny ass yeah, little hole. I'm like, a- bitch, a bullet is not even small enough to go through that, let alone that's what a human head looks like after you've shot yourself. Come on. It's not romantic if it's bloody. I don't think it's supposed to be romantic, is it? I hope not. Ugh. No, this is the classic toxic romance. Mm-hmm. It's not truly love if you don't feel terrible about yourself while you're doing it. It's not love if you don't want to kill yourself and everyone around you, right? Right. I don't right, know. That's exactly. That, you know, that, I'm not going to marry anyone point, until though. I feel yeah. that murderous rage. Honestly, <laughs> like that's how you know. If you if you don't go into the church to get married while you're holding a hostage and shooting at the cops, <laughs> what's even the point? What are yeah, we doing here? Come on now. Fuck the flowers. I want a hostage on my way in. And I think at the end, like, the police chief is just like, you guys did this to you. Like, look at what you guys have done. And yeah. everyone's, like, ashamed. But I'm like, you know, I feel like they did this to themselves. <laughs> Mercutio said it. Curse on both of your houses. I did really like that scene, though, where, like, Leo is trying to be like, no, like, we're supposed to be cool. Like, we, we need to be cool with her because that guy kind of married her kind of thing. And he, like, literally looks at him and, and he's, like, curses him, too. And I was like, oh, I like that. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that was the one time where his actual shouting, like, merited, like, the emotion that he was having. Yeah. It did get a little out of hand, though. <sighs> it always does. <laughs> With Mr. Baz Lerman. Are all of these people supposed to be, like, teenagers, though? Like, does that explain why they're all so, like, very emotional? Like, very so, emotional. So emo. So emo. They just have a lot of feelings. Which is, like, fine, but, like, let's keep it to ourselves sometimes. <laughs> yeah, do you even go to the school? <laughs> I still think this movie would have been better if they had updated the language to a more vernacular. I don't know. If, if you're going to do Shakespeare, fucking do Shakespeare. No, you because know. they have every so... No, listen, sometimes it can be done really well. I mean, The Lion King is, like, a brilliant movie that is 100% based on Hamlet. You know, like, you can you can do this. So you're saying you just wanted it to feel like a story you've heard before instead of actually being the story you've seen before? This There's nothing about this that we've seen before and probably will never see anything <laughs> at this level ever again. And I think this would have connected with audiences more if they had, yes, updated the language. How much more could this have connected with audiences? Because every white girl that I knew during the 90s fucking loved this movie. No, which was part of the reason why I was like, eh, I'll probably see it eventually. It's fine. Yeah, that's been my experience as well. (laughs) No, listen, because they just liked it because Leonardo DiCaprio isn't it. That's that's, that's what I said. Every white girl that I knew. But that's what I mean. Like, this could have been better. This could have been better. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, probably. Do we like Claire Danes in in this casting? I think she has moments where she's brilliant, but there are definitely moments where she is not brilliant also. Like, I, there were moments where I was like, girl, you're worse than, like, 
at a high school student. Like, yeah, you're I, fucking I, insane. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. Okay, all right. I'm gonna get like real, just surfacey level. I did not think she's that attractive, and I did not understand the whole like I, Leonardo DiCaprio. I get it. I can't relate, but I get it. Claire Danes. I'm like, oh, how do you just? You think like, you're trying to say she's ugly? I'm not saying she's ugly. I'm just saying like Leo could do better. I, maybe it's just I can't relate. I don't look at her. And I'm like, oh, smitten. You're more of a Kate Winslet kind of a man. I, yeah. See, okay, she's I got fucking you. classy as shit. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Okay. Like, that's a girl that you could look at and immediately fall in love with. Claire Danes. I'm like, you were watching ah. my so-called life, and you were like, God damn, this bitch is a little too snobbish. She would never date me in high school. But Kate Winslet, mm, she's down to earth. I could definitely appeal to her, her good nature. Okay, no, all right. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think she's fucking wonderful. Claire Danes fucking kills it in this movie. You guys are fucking nuts. I do think she's pretty, but I mean. Um, no, I'm not talking I, about Mike, her looks. Her, point, well, I am, though, but I, I know, I know. Her delivery. Talk, the talk about her looks. I think she's very pretty. I do think if we're going to compare her to Kate Winslet, yes, she is um, much more. She's more of like the girl next door, which was okay, yeah, also yeah, yeah. a thing. That. Like that was very big in the 90s, that right? That was a very 90s thing. You're um, correct. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. If point. we're going to compare her to Kate Winslet, I think mm. Kate Winslet has more in, interesting and beautiful and specific features that she doesn't have. But I think Claire Danes is pretty. But okay, there, there actually, there was like a, a little second where he, like, Leo is like gushing over her, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'm kind of see it. Yeah, okay, see, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about because I felt that I was like, hang on, wait, wait, like I hear what you're saying, and it doesn't feel like it lines up. Okay, like, but to be fair, we didn't, we don't know what Rosalind looked like. Like, we don't know like what his like level is because there are definitely like people like I'm sure you know guys who like you're like they're like oh my god this is the most gorgeous girl ever and then you meet her and you're just kind of like mm, really. That's what you think is the most like she's pretty, like yes, but like okay, yeah. sure. You yeah, know, I have and a friend like, like that. Okay, yeah. thank you. Like it's not like listen, listen. Yeah. It happens. Some guys like some guys some guys just um go for um the um girl next door and there's nothing wrong with that. Whatever does it for you. If she is your Juliet, if he is your Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay, you you, so the reason you guys are not liking her is because you don't think she is good enough to to be on frame with Leo DiCaprio. Is that, that what is I'm not hearing? Said. That is no, totally that is what not you said. what I said. Fuck, it, it is not. No, that is totally. What are you talking about? No, 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 like, no. That is not what I said. Leonardo DiCaprio is going all goo goo eyes for this girl. Yeah, he I just no, don't like buy there was. It. Like that's what hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. And Paul Rudd <laughs> fighting over her, and I was like, she's oh, isn't her oh, personality? Oh. Claire like, Danes, right? Like, is Rudd? she? Oh, is she funny? God. Like, I don't. Yeah, get, she, like, she doesn't seem to have a personality. So all we're going off of is her looks, and she is very pretty. But like, is she like? Pretty enough to throw everything away and get married after like kissing her for like an hour. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. She gets married and then has sex and then kills herself in about thirty six hours. Like that is a lot of things happening just for a girl that you're like through the fish tank. You looked amazing, but oh uh, my god. <laughs> okay, but also she's supposed to be fourteen. The looking glass. <laughs> Fuck that. Put that in hold. Have you seen the fish tank, honey? No, but okay, no, but hold on, because she, she's supposed to be 14, and so, like, you don't want her to be, like, she shouldn't be, like, she's 14, so actually, okay, all right, all right, let's talk about really that, good though. actress for this. 
Like if because she's, I don't like, think she should be a sex symbol or, you know, like the most beautiful woman in the world or any of that because she's still a child at this point. Okay, but but if we're updating this, if we're updating this for the fucking 90s, like why the hell do they still have to be underage? Yeah, they didn't like say the implication, her age They didn't say her age in this. Yeah. We all like, know yes, how old we she know is. that. Well, we know how old she is because we have the internet, but like the implication of the movie itself is that she's like marriageably old, which legally speaking means she should be 18, right? Well, it so, depends on the state, but yeah, okay, I get what you're saying. We all know Miami, right? <laughs> <laughs> they crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's in the state of Florida. Fuck, that place is nuts, right? We've seen it. You, you don't know what goes on, Verona. Fair state of Verona. But Clarence is pretty. Who cares? I She's pretty. You know what? For the whole delivery is fucking great. In a lot of cases, it is. Yeah. Um. There. I feel like her look though is like this. You know, starting with her like being underwater and just like chilling underwater like and then she's like this angel and she does have this whole ethereal kind of um demeanor to her and so i couldn't imagine anyone else really kind of doing that i think that fits claire danes pulls that off so well and maybe she's not a classic you know knockout beauty but she doesn't need to be you know so you're saying Cameron Diaz would not have pulled this off? I'm sorry, that was stupid. That was a dumb joke. Continue talking. Wait, can no. I just tell you? I would have rather seen I watched... like Drew Barrymore or somebody oh, like that. I could 100 yeah. see Drew Barrymore in this. Drew Barrymore yeah. would have been good. Yeah, Dude, yeah. She, so, did. I, um... she was just ever after and said, "That's fine. You can be Cinderella." Oh, was that 96? That was pretty damn close. Oh, okay, all right, all right. She would have been really good in this. I loved her in Ever After. Yeah, look, she could have done back to back. I yeah costume dramas. Yeah. What was she thinking? Mm, yards of fabric she'd still feel naked <laughs> four of you will get that joke and i'm glad you're here for it thank you um so but wasn't natalie portman supposed to be cast originally for uh this? she was and i read that she was actually legitimately too young and she looked even younger next to leo and mm. when they told her no she was like no you're right it would have been weird for me to be next to him and seemed like an actual child so I'm actually glad I didn't get it. Really? It something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. so that, that would be like less than two years at, uh, after her performance in The Professional. Yes. Yeah, so, so she was like story, actually so. 14 or something like that. Yeah, so she was that, very, very That young. would have been even weirder. Yeah. Okay. I, like, I think out of all of That's the creepy. choices, perhaps. Correct. Which is why they said, no thanks. Yeah, I think other than Drew Barrymore, I don't know who I would have wanted to do this. I do think Claire Danes is perfect for this role. All of this being said. I really, yeah, I really like her deliveries. I think she is fantastic. I don't, I don't, I don't understand the hate here, guys. There's no uh, hate. hate is it's a strong just word. I'm just uh, I'm talking There's her through. Talking commentary her through. on <laughs> on her looks. The different. No, l- uh, listen. Plain Jane. I'm, basic I, am, bitch. I am asking about a casting <laughs> decision, which I do not often think about. You know, that's all I'm trying to do. That's all. I'm, that's all I'm here for. Oh, she's a girl next door. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh. <laughs> How many how many doors is she next to? <laughs> All the plain ones. They're probably white. Have no color. <laughs> no other shade. No outline. Probably solid and flat. Mm. Oh. We're still talking about the door. Well done, Brian. Well done. Tip your waitress, I'll be here all night. <laughs> Actually, I gotta go to bed at some point. So uh are we at ratings here? Yes. I don't feel like uh, we've talked about costumes for a Boslerman period drama i mean it's not a period drama it's just 
the 90s, but... It's still kind of a period drama. <laughs> For us now, it's definitely a period drama. I mean, this is all considered vintage nowadays, so... Oh, wait, we're not quite... Yeah, we are. It's still vintage, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's far enough. So we do, like, period month <laughs> part dose. <laughs> we'll actually use it like everybody thought we were originally going to. <laughs> Listen, I did not get any complaints about that month, so I think we could continue with the meaning. That's that's fair. In fact, there were a number of people when I was explaining it that like took a second, just like all of you did, and they were like, "Oh, like like period, like historical pieces." Okay, okay, okay. So, <laughs> not fine. like period, like time period, like any time. <laughs> Does the future count as a period drama? It's a time period. I mean, but... actually, I think you could. Could you? No, but I think it would be futuristic and not a period drama, but I think we could include it because you why could, not? You could call like Clown Atlas like a period drama mm. if you're going to talk about things like that. Anyway, what did you what did you want to talk about the the cost? Anything specific? I don't know. Just I'm I'm just intrigued by by how you felt about it. Like there was a lot of very specific decisions we saw. I mean, we've kind of bounced around at like the Montagues versus the Capulets and how all the dramatic difference visually was with them one being buttoned up and the other being like live free or die hard or whatever. You know, it's sort of interesting. I don't think I appreciated any of the costumes when I first saw this. I think I kind of hated most of the costumes when I saw mm. this. Um, but looking back at them, I can definitely see the style and the choices that were made and I can really appreciate it, especially it's kind of like a nineties capsule. But at the time I was just like, Oh, this is like kind of cliche and, you know, mm. you know, just a little, a little boring, you know, especially sorry to hate on Claire Danes again, but you know, she's just like an angel. She's just wearing like a white dress and some wings like that is so Yeah. Boring. Like put some effort into your costume. <laughs> it's literally a costume party. I know. And like, did you see the effort that her mother went to? Like her, yeah. mo- like, like that yeah. was kind of yeah. crazy. Um, everyone is actually making more of an effort, including Leo, who has this like, what, what it it's he like a knight a and not yeah, armor he's, armor he's got the chain mail and then the like that looks amazing shoulder pads <laughs> and she just like yeah. literally pulls out like a dress from her closet and throws on a pair of wings it's like the people that you hate inviting to halloween parties <laughs> like that's who she is i didn't mind it because you know it's like she's not into it she's gonna yeah she, you know have to see the suitor so I mean I I, oh. I, I get it. The, He's the wearing one... an astronaut costume, by the way. That's right. That's right. He has a great fucking costume. She wears her disdain on her shoulder. <laughs> I think her costume that's unforgivable is the wedding dress. That's the plain Jane moment. That's like, bitch, please. Yeah. This is your wedding. Do better. Yeah. That's a fucking nightgown with some extra shit on it. Go fuck yourself. Wait, those weren't the sheets that she was gonna fuck in later. I'm confused. No, I mean, I mean it might as well have been. It honestly, like. <sighs> If you look at it, it. Almost, and I like spaghetti straps too. So it's, no, she's wearing. It has like you know, it's not spaghetti straps, and it has all the buttons that are reminiscent. The it buttons, the super annoying buttons that are on like all the wedding dresses that like take you like thirty minutes to do. Like like sh- like the dress is reminiscent. It's like it's like a. Okay, it's like very reminiscent of a wedding gown, but if you were to put in like no effort and you wanted to look like you just showed up like that, but like it's still super annoying. All of it's super annoying. Like she should have, if she wanted to just like be low effort, because that's what I'm saying is like, it's so, it looks so low effort, but it's actually kind of um, 
annoying to like get into and so like why wouldn't like i i would honestly like that is a weird mix yeah put on like your angel costume again honestly like what are you doing Mm. i just don't understand it i don't understand most of her wardrobe choices and i think they work with her personality which is ethereal we were going with ethereal and um i was just gonna say not caring i was gonna say boring but that's yeah she's ethereal and so i just don't understand the dreaminess of her personality and uh so the all of the white and all of the you know the big skirts and everything it looks really good when she falls in the pool and that's kind of it i, I thought it was uh, i thought all of her choices show her innocence and her daydreaminess and how she is just not really in the world hmm. she's not doesn't really exist in this world that is probably the kindest way you could describe it innocence and dreaminess and that's probably what they were going for honestly. i'm sure that's like, what they were going I, I could for see that. Yeah, yeah for sure yeah but is there a way to show those things and also have it be more than just that i don't know i'm sure i'm sure there are different options um especially uh, i don't know i mean it works for what it is um and you know the other thing that i didn't like when i saw this were, were all the like the hawaiian shirts and all of like <laughs> those feel so very like 90s LA though I know well looking back I feel kind of nostalgic for it and I really like it I think it's a really good choice but at the time I was just like what are they doing yeah like (laughs) the only time I liked them is when they were unbuttoned all the way I was just gonna say do none of those dudes know how to fucking button their shirt (laughs) that's the only time that they worked every other time I was just like oh this is boring But then when they were unbuttoning, like they would have all the like whatever the and wind it's machines just flowing yeah. around. The, yeah, come on, it's great. It's great. It looks fantastic. I loved it. Yes, and uh, you know, again, when I saw it and I saw all of the who was it, the Capulets and their very stereotypical <laughs> outfits, I thought it was just like it was kind of hokey. But again, looking back, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, they're clearly like kind of paying homage to a different style, and it actually. I feel I feel like it holds up better. Like if you look at it as like a contempt, like this is kind of the interesting thing, you know, if when this came out in the nineties, I don't know, maybe everyone thought it was brilliant, but I just was not impressed. It just felt too on the nose. But that being Hmm. said, as the years have passed, it is a wonderful tribute to nineties style. And you can see where they get their references from and you can see what they're doing. Um, but when I, when it came out, I was just like, this is like, it's just not new or interesting or innovative, but it, but it holds up. It does hold up. I think I had the exact opposite reaction. Really? Yeah. Like, cause I mean, this came out, I was in high school. Uh, I think this, uh, I was a freshman in high school. So this was kind of, um, Oh, and we saw the older one from the seventies, the um, in English class. That's the one we watched, but I mean, th- this was the one that was kind of like referenced, um, in like theater classes, uh, and drama. And I, I don't know. I always, I, I, I liked the fresh take then and, and updated settings. And now I, I, I guess this has been done after, like, I know there's that Ethan, uh, Ethan Hawk Hamlet. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I can't think of too many other times that it's been, you know, Shakespeare has been updated in a modern context. Like even Kurosawa's uh, versions, those are in like, uh, you know, Japan, like, you know, 
but those 14th are still like century, set, you know, yeah. yeah, very old, yeah, yeah. Oh, but uh, what what are some of the other ones? They, you know, updated it with like ten things I hate about you. That was Taming of the Shrew, and they did that was pretty good. She's the man, which was yeah, um, but they're not keeping the language, and things are yeah, I changed like that. so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are okay. <laughs> I mean, that is the comparison, though. Like, 10 Things I Hate About You is is what this would have been had they not changed the language. Which was a, a brilliant yeah. movie that everyone loves. And in this, what Mike said it perfectly. The only people who really love this movie are white girls who have a thing for Leo. Those are the only ones that I have talked to in the years since this movie that have been like, oh, my God, have you ever seen that? Which is a shame because there's a lot of really good stuff here. I'm pretty sure this was a way bigger hit, though, than 10 Things I Hate About You. <laughs> oh, yeah. This movie made over $100 million more than 10 Things I Hate About You. Oof. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, I mean, well, your Shakespeare language only matters all- so much. No, because 10 Things I Hate About You is very clearly a teen like right. rom-com right. this is a yes. very different kind of movie yeah. and i don't think this was pulling like the grandmas you know who love shakespeare i i could be wrong i don't know well neither was 10 things i hate about you. well right but sorry heath ledger someone's rolling over in their grave shakespeare jokes oh but i would like to say He's i also didn't the joker look at that it works again. <laughs> oh it's a pun a pun a pun within a pun you're welcome. Uh, but I would like to say, though, that like even though I saw this movie, like, when I first saw this movie, I was not like super impressed with it. I did not dislike it at all, but I just was not impressed with it. I think looking back at it and revisiting it, I think I can appreciate it a lot more than the first time I saw it. It was uh, Oscar nominated for art direction. Um, that was its only really, yeah, only really nomination. Interesting. There's so many close-ups. I don't know how many times they would have seen the art. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> this... I was like, wait, what? What are they talking? What do about? they look at? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. The mansion, Juliet's mansion, is nice. Or like, wow, that that didn't. We inside, saw fucking outside. nothing of it. What the hell? No, you see your bedroom, you see the balcony, you see the pool area, you see that whole ballroom okay, area with the uh, with the elevator rooms. and the fence that he climbs over, and another fence that he climbs up. Yeah, but I mean, it it all looks good. They f- they fill it nicely. I don't know. No, that's not enough to get nominated. No, <laughs> fuck, man. Like, I see. This is this is my struggle with this is because I love the Great Gatsby. The the Great Gatsby is is like Boz Lerman says. Let me take some old fucking mansions and make them look epic and cool. This is just like I'm going to show close up so I don't have to see anything of where we're at. I know the guy knows how to fucking build some sets and makes them stuff look epic, and oh. that's why I'm confused on this movie. But he did build he did build the set on the beach that looks really cool. That I did like that. That was- almost oh, all yeah, the yeah, interiors yeah. are yeah. sets. The beach stuff I mean, good. every interior you see is a set. So yeah, and we saw almost nothing of them, which is no. Yeah, think about how nothing much you really bounce around. Out. Uh, I don't know about yeah, but I, okay, out. okay. I, 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 but in my head, I see faces with like colors behind them, like like the the blurred background of the set. I don't see like the chandelier or the staircase or the pillars or the. Art I think on the about wall all the crosses those things that, that are you- hidden into every fucking goddamn shot, or like blatantly in front of your face. Like no, the I- church. The church looked great. The church looked great, and I'll fucking give him that. But the house, I the have no, I have no visual in my house in my head of the Jesus. house. No, come on, man. No, I, I, I think the production design is pretty fucking on point. All right, the, yeah, I mean it is, but he could have like shown it better in the film, probably. 
Yeah. Yeah. What do you want? It's Baz Luhrmann, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, I know Baz Luhrmann enough to know that he has all these things, and that's why I was confused. Like, is this just so early Baz Luhrmann that he doesn't know how to have the grandeur of the sets that he becomes known for? Well, he had 14, uh, what is 14 million to make this, so, you know, all those other movies are... are f- budgeted like 50 million dollars 50 million or up moulin rouge is 50 million like how much was great gatsby i think that was like wasn't that over a hundred million dollar budget probably you know yeah and he went like what months and months over on that film so i don't know yeah so his later stuff he's like all right i want to put the money on fucking screen well i think he probably was forced to they were like listen if we're giving you this money and you're gonna build all these fucking sets (laughs) you better fucking show them I think yeah, that was a, a conversation point. Yeah. that yeah. <laughs> was had. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Show me the money, boss. Speaking of show the money, are we ready for show the rating? We can be. All right, let's do it. Let's rate Romeo plus Juliet. Who's going first? William Shakespeare's comma, Romeo plus Juliet. <laughs> Stupid fucking title. God, I hate movies with dumb fucking titles. Yeah, same. <laughs> what is this, a Marvel movie? Marvel's William the Avengers. Shakespeare titled it just fine, <laughs> asshole. Don't change it. <laughs> it's Romeo cross Juliet. The kids are not going to understand the and or an ampersand. We got to do a plus. That's what hip modern kids of the nineties <laughs> think. <sighs> Who's going first? Uh, I'll go first, so you guys can make it end on a high note. Probably. It's been too long that this movie has been out that I have not seen it. It, it is a bit of a tragedy in some ways, <laughs> pun intended, that I have not seen it until this last week for this movie to be so old and have had so many people that I've known that I've loved this fucking movie. I had weird expectations going into this. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, but also I thought it was going to be bigger and more grandiose than it turned out to be. Some of that is the the smash zoom cross-cutting style that... that they leaned into for the sake of the 90s and the i don't know just the the general moodiness of this film i don't know i found it really interesting to to balance the the old language with the very 90s quote-unquote modern visuals um when those things balance and hit i think they're fucking amazing um when they don't match together it's really awkward and really strange and so this movie has a lot of um, to me, a lot of tone things that it sometimes it really, really hits and sometimes it doesn't. But for the most part, I really like the balls to the wall. Let's take Shakespeare and make it for the MTV generation. Uh, I, I like the, the energy in this film. Um, I like the actors that, that have been clearly trained in Shakespearean stuff and they're like, fuck yeah, let's do a super cool modern movie for 1996. And they're just chewing their dialogue. John Leguizamo, every time he's on screen, I'm just like, can I have more of you, please? I understand why Leo became a heartthrob after this. I mean, he had done a few movies before this, but this, I think, is is the thing that rocketed him to stardom. And then after this, he went on to fucking Titanic and became, like, the epic name that he is today and still deserves. Like, that guy's a fucking genius. He's great in this whole movie. Claire Danes has some good moments. Maybe she was well cast. Maybe she wasn't. Who's to say? Go back and listen to it. <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> I see a lot of Boz Lerman's, like later stuff in early ideas in this. And I really appreciated his experimentation, his, his directorial 
sensibilities coming through in like a, what am I trying to say? I, I can see his evolution and I, I like seeing the, the beginning of it. Um, some of it really doesn't work when he's working with actors. I, I think he's, he just doesn't, maybe it's early in his career. Maybe it's just not his directing style. I think he could have been a little bit stronger with, with some of those acting directing moments. Uh, I really struggle with the, the TV cross cutting from close up to close up. I, I'm not saying anything new. We've already rehashed this. I'm going to move on. I think overall this movie is definitely worth watching and I'm really glad I watched it. I don't think it's perfect by any means, but I do think it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's worth watching. It's a solid eight. Way to go. Everyone involved. Good job. Solid eight. Look at that. I thought you were going to give it like a two or something. You're going to, what you were talking no, about. No, no, no. There's, there's a lot of good things in it. But I mean, if I was feeling more frustrated, I might give it like a 6.5 just because I'm feeling pissy. But like, there's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of things worth watching in this. Does it all work? No, absolutely not. That's why I'm taking two points off. But overall, solid film. All right. Kristen, you want to go next? Yeah, go sure. All right. I agree. There are a lot of really good things about this movie. It is definitely a movie worth watching. I really like the way that they updated it. I kind of enjoy, although it could have been done better. I really, I mean, that's kind of the whole thing is that there's so much that you can really enjoy, but it could have been done a little bit better. And mm-hmm. um, I really love you know, how they kind of made it into like a street gang warfare kind of thing. I kind of liked the star-crossed lovers, except this time, you know, it's through a fish tank and there's there's just like, there's just so much that he takes and he updates and he does it really well. And the biggest thing for me, the really big standout thing, which we've already talked about is um, the, the handful of actors that could not perform the Shakespearean lines correctly the entire time. And like, there were some actors who could even get like half, you know, you know, 50% of the time they were on point, but you know, for something like this to make it a truly epic film, um, the, the, the film that when you Google it, it's the first one that pops up. Cause this is not the first one that pops up. Um, you kind of need all of your actors to be on point. You need everyone mm. on the same page and, it just didn't happen here. But that being said, there's, oh my gosh, there's so many really good, wonderful things about this. Um, and it looks beautiful. <laughs> and every, everything from the sets to the costumes to, I mean, I, I, I don't know what else there would be actually, the sets and the costumes. Oh, the hair and the makeup and... Um, yeah, I, I, oh, especially the hair and the makeup and with the, the Capulets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's yeah. all fantastic. There's so many, there's so much attention to detail. And, and like, I, I you know, before I kind of criticized how the, like the line where he's like, I'm going to draw my sword and it, it's a close up of a gun that says sword on it, just in case you were confused. Um, but even the guns are like really pretty and that close up would have been really beautiful. You just, why did you label it sword? Like, I don't like some of the stuff I was just kind of like, <laughs> right, just say sword and then show yeah, the gun. And get like, it. Like, 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 he, yeah. like, like when Leo the, uh, is buying the poison and he's like, Oh my God, that guy was good. The guy that he's buying the poison from, he was also like, I was, I was very impressed with his, with his delivery. Um, but when, when Leo's buying the poison and he's like, 
you know, here, take my my gold, and he hands him a wad of cash. Like, you don't need... <laughs> you don't need to spell it out. Uh, I think that is the one of the drawbacks of this film. Anyway, I enjoyed mm. so much of this movie. I think it could be a little bit better, which is why I'm going to take off a couple of points. But overall, like, this is a brilliant movie. I highly recommend watching it if you have been, for some reason, putting it off like Mike. Um, you should definitely watch it. it but I'm going to give it an eight because it, be, it, could, it, could be, it could be better on a few different levels. Yeah. All right. So eights and eight. Look, look at that. Two eights. Um, I, I agree with most of what you guys are saying here. Uh, I, I really like Claire Danes, really like John Leguizamo. I think they're the standouts of the cast that are on screen the most. Obviously, the elder people, uh, the elder actors, uh, performers understand what they're delivering. They get it a lot better. I do have a little bit of a problem with Baz Luhrmann's direction in this movie. And like I think tone is important, and I don't think Baz Luhrmann knows what tone is. Um, last week when we were talking about like David Lynch, he flips tones within a scene, whereas Baz Luhrmann starts and kind of always lives in this very cartoon, hyper-realized world where footage is so sped up and we get these cartoon sound effects. Oh, my God. We didn't talk about any of the sped up footage. Fuck, that bothered me the whole time. Or the tone, which I did want to bring up. But, yes, I'm glad you're addressing it. And then at the end of the movie, we're given this really long, drawn-out scene that um, I thought the end of this movie was fucking pretentious. (laughs) This is what I thought pretentious was. Um, Mm -hmm. It it, it was really... Give it to me, Brian! It was really long. It was really drawn out. And it kind of... I don't know. When I got done with the end of the movie, I was like, you know, there's a lot of things that are done right. There's, I like this story. Thank you, William Shakespeare, for writing this. I liked most of the adaptations, but like at the end, it's just like this. This movie was just so comical. Like even when we're talking about like, uh, like you got to get this letter to him post haste, and then we cut to like FedEx, and it's like, oh, it's post post haste delivery. Wait, what? Hold up, did I? <laughs> That's a joke. I um I don't know if I should be laughing. I, I don't I don't know if that is the moment that William Shakespeare was like wanting to uh, to put in there and I think that this that's why this kind of fails. These little these little moments like that that they're adding throughout the movie and just sometimes the the adaptations what he's changing I I feel like Baz Luhrmann's not 100% confident in so he is going to mm. default to comedy. You know, it's just like, uh, like, like even in the beginning gas station, um, a fight scene shootout, the one guy that gets shot, he gets shot, but we never see that dude again. We don't know if he's dead. We don't know what happened. It's just handled. Everything's a cartoon. Like even their shootout in the streets, it's a cartoon. Why don't the cops just shoot him dead there? I mean, I know that's how William Shakespeare wrote it, but you're the person that's adapting this. Why is this in the modern world, but it's not like set in any kind of real world that anybody that lives on earth even in 1996 fucking yeah. understands i don't know these are weird things that i just i would like to ask bob Bazlerman, like why did you decide this what is your thought process behind this because it doesn't make a lot of fucking sense why are you making a tragedy and putting in cartoon sound effects like when somebody twirls around in the middle of a gunfight and they literally go and like i love that in moulin rouge because that's a comedy you know, and it's like, yeah, it, it, it mm. ends bad kind of at the end. But like, that's all right. I can I can be laughing the entire time and then 
boom, had a tragic ending. But that's not what Romeo and Juliet is. I don't know. Um, I think I'm going to be a little bit tougher than you guys. I think I'm going to come in at a seven. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to take off all those points for Baz Luhrmann's direction. Again, kind of sloppy. Like these actors, again, going low and going l- loud. So many of them are doing it. That can't be just them fucking sucking. Somebody's telling them to do that. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. But even if they all just suck, he still cast them and is he's still in charge of them. He's right. still yeah. He's still the the decision maker yeah. that decided that they should be in those positions in the first place. I mean place. he's the director. He can go up to him and say, Hey, uh fucking Jamie Kennedy, how about you don't yell a line? Just throwing that out there. Just do something <laughs> else that's not yelling. Anything else. Can Jamie Kennedy do something that's not yelling? Yeah, I saw Scream. I know he can. I also saw Son of Mask. Again, not yelling. Oh, wait. No, that proves your point. Sorry. Uh, <sighs> sorry. He had a whole TV show where it was just him yelling. Again, Mike, I wouldn't know that. I don't watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's okay. I actually did not recognize him in this. I just saw his name. was like, the fuck? Wait, I didn't know he was. Okay. Oh, he fine. stood out because he had that pink hair. I was just like, why? Why does that guy have pink hair? Christine, what's our Rotten Tomatoes? Since you've been uh, doing that while Jared's away. Have I? Um, Oh, yes, you have. You did it once, so that means you get to do it again. (laughs) Okay, hold on. That's true. I actually did look it up, but I want to tell you exactly what it was. Um, Because I think it's like like 73 or 74. Okay, yeah, our Rotten Tomato meter is 73% with an audience score of 77%. Yeah, wow, interesting. Okay, I'll read. Am I supposed to read the good ones or the bad ones or both? Pick one that you like. What? Oh, you'll pick that one that you said what at. (laughs) Okay, the one that I said what at is from Entertainment Weekly. It says, a slick blast of decadence, the kind of violent, swank, trash music video that may make you feel like reaching for the remote control. Ooh, whoa. Whoa. So that was a splat, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Entertainment Weekly. <laughs> uh, but a positive one. Let's see. Okay, we'll go with Harper's Bazaar. This glitter bomb of a film explodes the play and builds it back up again, resulting in a truly unforgettable cinematic experience. Glitter bomb. Wow. That right there is a fucking adjective. <laughs> <laughs> that is unlike any glitter bomb I've ever experienced. Look at all y'all. It's a glitter bomb. <laughs> no, it didn't go together. We should have done no, it. Uh, it was close. It was, I, clo- it was a valiant yeah, effort, I, should, I should have done cherry bomb with glitter bomb. Why wouldn't I? Wow, I messed yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> it was right there. Glitter bomb. Anybody got anything else? Not after that shit. All right. So with that, you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to moviecrewpod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at moviecrewpod. Mike, where can the audience find you? I am on Instagram at Griggsy Media. That's G-R-I-G-G-S-Y Media. Kristen, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. You guys can find me on Twitter at Elkins Edits, and uh, I think we're going to close out the show tonight with uh, track number nine from the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack titled Kissing You. Uh, I like this piece. Is that by Sevenpence, none the richer? 
I think it's just like, what is it? The Desri song that they take and they, they kind of like do the instrumental version of it. Um, but there's some nice strings that I really like in it. Mm. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's like, um, they play it for the first time. Um, when they meet, they're staring at each other through the fish tank. Giving those fish tank vibes. There you go. Enjoy everybody. Romeo, and someone to cure the only son of your 